Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Showing Up to Your Life podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Art Burns, and as always, as every single day, Monday through Friday, I am so excited to be here with you today to talk about some concepts and some understandings and some practices that can help you to understand that happiness, your happiness, and your well-being are not some measure of luck or fortune that you either have or don't have, that, that your happiness and your your well-being and you, I mean you, <laughs> your happiness and your well-being are skills. And just like any other skill that you could possibly ever learn in your life, these skills of happiness and well-being are trainable. And, and they are trainable through some very simple and accessible practices, and that's what we talk about in this podcast. And so uh, I am just so excited to be here with you because it's so true that, you know, that, that the concept here is that, you know, when we can bring a measure of or, or when we can live with the concepts of presence— right? Meaning being here, right here, right now with what is happening, not thinking about, you know, what's going to happen tomorrow, right? Like, like, you know, while we're eating dinner, we're not, you know, a lot of times, you know, in, in a lot of cases, when we're eating dinner, we're already thinking about dessert, right? When we're, when we're having lunch, we're already thinking about dinner, when we're, you know, and these kind of things, right? These, of course, very silly, basic examples, but it's true, right? That, that, that when we train our mind to be here, to enjoy what we're doing right now, right here, even if it's an unenjoyable uh, uh, experience, and we'll get into that another time, but but to, to be with what is happening as it's happening, this alone is a huge you know, jump towards your well-being and your happiness, right? But then when we add in the next three concepts, right, the next one being acceptance, right, the ability to to accept what is happening as it's happening, right? This is also going to contribute to your well-being and your happiness. And moving on to the third, and these are not in order, right? They, they kind of, you know, it's all kind of the same. They, they're all just as important, just as necessary, just as valuable as each other. But the third one in my list is compassion right when we can feel compassion towards others and towards ourselves again this is another step in in cultivating our own well-being and our own happiness and then finally to do all this with a a level of curiosity, right? And and so we're, we're going through this whole list this week, right? On Monday, we started with the curiosity where I explained the concept of the, the beginner's mind, right? And then yesterday, we moved into the uh, compassion, right? And showing how compassion for others as well as compassion for ourselves can, can equal into our well-being and our happiness, right? And so today, we're going to talk about presence. We're also going to talk about the thing that's on the other side of presence, sort of the flip side of the same coin, which is letting go. We're going to talk about that in detail in just a couple of moments, so don't go anywhere. Um, but but then tomorrow we will talk about presence, and I'm so excited. But the, the concept here with all of this, right, and again, the idea that we are cultivating our own well-being and our own happiness, right, this all lies in the, the understanding the reality that, that when we change ourselves, the world around us changes as well. Now, I don't like to get too woo-woo about this stuff, right? Now, there's a whole uh, concept of law of attraction that talks about this, about elevating your vibration level so that you attract things into your life. And if that if that is working for you, if your belief in that is is a 
positive thing for you, then I don't want to do anything to, 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 you know, dissuade you for that. Right. But I don't approach it in that necessarily that way. However, the concept is still, and the result is still the same. Right. But, but what I have found in my work with my clients and with myself, right, is that when we change ourselves, right, when we reposition the way in which we approach and show up for life, right, which is with presence, acceptance, compassion, and curiosity. When we do that, we what we're doing is we're sort of almost tuning our own instrument, right? Or, or prepping the canvas, right? Like when, when an artist buys a new canvas, they, they put something called gesso on there, right? Just a basic white paint to just give them a neutral, clean, smooth surface and that now they can create, right? Because ultimately, the concept here is that you are the canvas of your life. You are the movie of your life, right? And when you can regulate the things that are happening with inside of you, your your own thoughts, your own emotions, your own sensations, right? When we can cultivate a level of, of skill of, of, of regulating these, right? And we can cultivate the way in which we process the things that are coming into us from other people, Right then, what we do is we start to change th everything that happens in our lives, and it's really amazing. Right now, notice I'm not talking about changing anything outside of your life for this to happen. Right, I'm not talking about the dream car, the dream home, the dream job, the dream spouse, the dream children. I'm not talking about any of that. It's really nice to have those things, and you, <laughs> I, I don't want to, you know, uh, de deprive you or deny you of the pleasure of, of fulfilling your dreams with these, uh, you know, material belongings or, or people in your life. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, right? But that's not where happiness comes from, right? To, to the great um, uh, counterintuitiveness of most people, right? That is not what is happening, right? It is not the job that's going to bring you happiness. It's not the spouse. It's not the kids. It's not the car. It's not the house. It's none of that. What's going to bring you happiness is the ability to be present, to be accepting, to be compassionate, and to be curious. That is what is going to bring you the happiness that you seek in your life. And again, I'm watching it happen, not only with myself, but with all of my clients, like literally not a single client that I have has not found some level of this happening, right? And many of my clients see unreal levels of this happening, right? Just last night, I was on a meeting with uh, with a client who just a few weeks ago, I talked about how she said that if, if I had, if, if anyone had told her, if I had told her that in a year, her life would have changed the way it has changed, she would, her words, she would have called me a snake oil salesman and run away from me. Those are her words, right? And she repeated basically the same thing last night. That you know, she she just moved into a new house. She's got a job that she absolutely loves. She's helping people in her job. Her 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 boss just bought her a, a dinner for closing on her house, and and they you know she's been there for like a month, and she's already like you know teaching other people because she's doing so well there. It was amazing to listen to this person talk about how happy she is. And compared to where she was a year ago, it's like night and day. 
And again, the only nothing changed on the outside. I mean, yes, things have changed on the outside, but that's not where it started. Okay, it's not that I showed her how to get a new job or how to buy a new house or do anything like that 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 resulted in this happiness. No, 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 no. The happiness resulted in these things in her life kind of falling into place. And again, I hear it everywhere. I hear it everywhere. All of my clients report the same thing, is that when they, when they cultivate this sense of well-being or this level of well-being and happiness through the simple practices that I talk about, well, their jobs get better, their, their marriages get better, their relationship with their children get better, their, their inner dialogue gets, <laughs> gets better. And that's the key, right? Is that the difference is that now they're showing up to life. And when we show up to life, when we're really available for life, well, then things generally tend to fall into place for us in a really, really beautiful way. Right now, a lot of times when I start talking about this, people start to like, you know, almost like move their chair back a little bit as they start to hear me. And they say, well, how much practice are you talking about, Art? Like, I, you know, I have a job. I have a family. I, I can't just sit around meditating all day, right? And that's where I love this shirt that I'm wearing. Let me see if I can get this on the screen here. <laughs> the shirt for all of you on the podcast uh, and maybe for you on the the. YouTube who can't read it because my uh, <laughs> I can't get a good shot of it. But um, the shirt says meditation. It's not what you think. Right. <laughs> it's, it's so brilliant on so many levels. It's one of my favorite T-shirts ever. Um, but anyway, a lot of people will approach me with that concern and say, like, well, how much work are you talking about? Because I don't have that kind of time. Well, let me tell you something right? This, the person who I just talked to about just a minute ago, right? Who I was just on the, on the call with last night, a video, uh, you know, uh, zoom call for our, our session of the week. She's gone months without practicing or at least weeks without any kind of formal practice. And in fact, the whole time for the whole year, she, she's not really been a, a big formal practicing kind of person, but what she does is she meditates informally, and that's where I can come in and help, right? Because if you feel like you don't have the time to do it, well, that's where a coach like me, and this is something you're not going to get out of a book on meditation, right? But a, a coach like me can help you to cultivate or, or to devise a way in which you can do some practices, do the necessary practices without taking even even as much as five minutes a day, right? But but a lot of times, you know, a lot of my clients do prefer a sort of mix, right? They prefer they prefer some uh, formal practice and some informal practice. But very few of my clients have have done uh, do the kind of formal practice that I do every day, which is about twenty five minutes a day, right? Very few of them do that kind of level of of daily formal practice. But yet. Every one of them has come through and, and found these improvements in their life. So, I mean, the proof is in the pudding, you know, <laughs> like, like it, it is very, very doable. And if you would like some, some information about that, if you want to get into a conversation about how this works and how you can gain control and realize your own happiness and your own well-being, well, then all you got to do is, is reach out and talk to me. Okay. And I'll give you the information at the end of this uh, podcast on how to do that. Okay. 
So let's get into the topic, though, that we're talking about today, right, which is the the topic of acceptance, right? Now, acceptance is a really, really tricky term, especially here in the in the Western world, right, in the U.S., and, and which is true about most of these things, right? Like, like you know, as I discussed, you know, the other day with the, the um, uh, curiosity and the beginner's mind, right, our whole lives are based on what we know. Right. We're we're tested on what we know We're you know, what we know equals what we can earn in our in our, you know, income. Right. And yet we never consider what we don't know. Right. So it's very counterintuitive to live in this realm of understanding that there's things that we don't know, things that we might never know. Right. And to and to understand that and that allows the curiosity to to to, you know, when we can recognize that there's so much that we don't know, we don't even know what we don't know. Right. Then that allows us to meet each thing that's happening with curiosity and and questioning, like, is this thing exactly what I think it is or is it not? Right now, again, I don't want to go too far into that. I don't want to digress because we did a whole episode on that on Monday, like 30 something minutes. So you can certainly go and listen to that. But it is counterintuitive. And so is, in many ways, compassion, unfortunately. Right. We're taught in this world that we got to fight for what we want. We got to, you know, get ours first, you know, and this is kind of, you know, in contradiction in a lot of ways to compassion. Right. And and acceptance is no different. Right. Acceptance is something that is very hard. It's almost like a, a difficult pill for people to swallow in a lot of ways. Right. Because, again, we're taught to take control of our situation. Right. We're taught that if something's not working for you, you fix it. You don't just accept it. Right. And, and, and it's important to understand that that's not really what we mean when we talk about acceptance. Right. We're not talking about accepting things in like an acquiescence way or or a, or a, or a way in which we're surrendering to the, seg- the, the fact that we're never going to be able to change it. Right. In fact, it's quite the opposite that by accepting what it is. Right. As opposed to engaging in the clinging or the aversion of what we what we want it to be so badly or or what we don't want it to be so badly. Right. If we can release ourselves of that action and simply accept what is not what's supposed to be, not what's not supposed to be, but what is then that is acceptance. And once we do that, now we can see things for what they really are. And now we can actually make, you know, take action to actually make changes on these things. Right. So it's almost like by not accepting things, by engaging in that, that aversion and that, that clinging and grasping, we, we can never truly change the things that we're looking to change. Right. And so, Pardon me. So it's important to understand that that's, you know, that's the level of acceptance that we're talking about here. Right. We're not talking about, um, you know, accepting things in terms of like just giving up and just never, ever, ever improving things. Okay. now, as I said earlier, on the flip side of the coin of acceptance is letting go. Okay. pardon me again. So let me give you a very simple example of, of, of acceptance, okay? Um, because again, it becomes something that is very, very um, kind of in its counterintuitivity, intuitivity, in, <laughs> in the way that it's so counterintuitive, it becomes difficult to understand. So, so sometimes putting in, in a very, very simple uh, example is, is something that helps, okay? So I'm going to do that now. So 
picture yourself um, driving down the highway, right? And you're you're on your way to a very important meeting, and you're you're not you don't have any time to spare, right? You're on time, but you're not early, right? You don't have any extra time to spare, right? And all of a sudden, you come around a bend in the road, and all of a sudden, you see nothing but brake lights, right? You just ran into the uh, mother of a of a traffic jam. Right. And the traffic's just not even moving. Right. Like you're just sitting there right now. The next exit is is two miles up the road. There's cop cars everywhere. So you can't just drive on the on the shoulder to get off the highway. You're stuck. Right. And there's literally nothing you can possibly do to get unstuck from that that traffic jam, right? So now you're faced with two real choices at this point, right? Number one, you could get angry, <clears throat> you could get resentful, you could get, uh, you know, just aggravated, right? Just triggered in the fact that you're going to be late for this meeting, right? And and again, I'm not saying that it's not an important meeting and it might be really, you know, there might be some true consequences to the fact that you are going to be late, right? But you have this choice to either get angry and get, you know, maybe you're banging on your, your dashboard or your steering wheel and you're saying, why didn't I leave early? Why didn't I take the other route? Why didn't I do something to avoid this traffic jam that I had no idea was going to be here? Right. But that kind of logic doesn't play in. Right. We're angry. We're, we're all, you know, hyper aroused. Right. And so so you can allow yourself to get into that place of stress and anxiety and, and, and heightened emotions. Right. And then when you finally do get to your destination, right, that's how you're showing up to that, right? So like if it's a job interview or if it's a, uh, uh, you know, picking up your children or something like that, right, you're showing up with this just super level of stress, right? Which what's that going to do when you get there, right? Is that going to be helpful? Probably not, right? So then your second option, right, is to maintain your level of calm. Right. And just just, you know, maybe focus on your breathing for a few moments. Maybe just tell yourself that you did everything you could to, to be on time, but you're not right. That you have no control over this traffic jam and it is what it is. Right. Now, the second one. Right. When you finally do get to your destination, you're going to show up. You can be humble. You can be apologetic. You can be, uh, you know, very uh, thankful and grateful for the the uh, the grace of your your host, if they are graceful and, and forgiving. Right. But the thing is that you're showing up with your power. Right. You're showing up to that thing, even though you're late, you're showing up with your ability to be the best version of you that you possibly can be, which is not the case in the first instance. Right. When you're in that stress response, you are not the best version of you that you can be. What you are in that version is the survivor. Right. You are the the person who is just trying to survive. Right. And and so so in both of those cases, though. Right. Like like in, in the first case, we rejected the fact that we were stuck in the traffic. We tried to fight the fact that we're stuck in the traffic. In the second case, we accepted the fact that we're stuck in traffic and we were able in that acceptance to remain calm. Right. But what's the one thing that didn't change no matter what we did? Right. The one thing that didn't change, whether we accepted or didn't accept the traffic jam, the one thing that didn't change is the traffic jam right? We're still stuck in traffic. So the idea then with acceptance is, you know, when we can accept what is happening as it's happening, 
right? Even if it's a, a, a negative experience or something that is, is, is counter to the outcome that we hope for or that will benefit us in some way, right? Notice I didn't say the word bad because that's judging and we're going to talk about that tomorrow. But <laughs> when we, um, but, but when we, we accept what has happened, right? We, what we do is we, we take a, a, a situation that might be displeasurable and might be inconvenient, might be downright harmful to us, right? But by accepting it, we don't make it any worse. Whereas by not accepting it, we take a ba- a, 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 an unfortunate situation, I almost slipped, we take an unfortunate situation, an inconvenient situation, a harmful situation, and we make it worse, right? And that's the difference, right? We make it worse by showing up to that meeting in the tra- after the traffic jam in this, you know, heightened state of stress and this, you know, misery and, and like, you know, sweating and, and choking on our words and stuff like that or snapping at our kids when they finally get in the car and all that kind of stuff, right? And so, so that's the meaning of acceptance, right? To accept what is happening as it's happening, Okay, now again, it doesn't change the fact that maybe you don't get the job because you were late, and I'm really sorry if that's the case, right? But getting upset about it is not going to change that, right? Allowing yourself to get to the point of stress and get to the point of anger and get to the point of of shame or guilt or any of that is not going to give you the job, right? So there's no amount of worry, no amount of anxiety, no amount of anger that is ever going to impact that reality, So therefore, what should we do? (laughs) We should simply accept it, right? Now, again, on the flip side of the coin of acceptance is the concept of letting go, right? Now, letting go is a little even more tricky than acceptance, right? I mean, a lot of people are like, I don't know how to let go. What does it even mean to let go, right? And so when we say letting go, right, in the context of mindfulness and heartfulness and, and kindfulness, what we're talking about is letting go of the way we think things are supposed to be, right? And, and when, when we, you know, we, we set out on the road, right, and we're, 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 we think it's a 30-minute drive to get where we're going, so we expect a certain level of things that are going to happen, right? We expect that we're going to be in the car for 30 minutes. We, we expect that nobody's going to cut us off. Nobody's going to endanger us. We expect that the, the music's going to be on the radio. <laughs> we'll, we'll get to where we're going, and we'll move on with our lives, right? That's the expectation that we have set for ourselves, right? Well, look at this. You got into traffic, right? So now what happens to those expectations? And again, the expectations are what creates that, that you know, no, 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 no. This isn't fair. This can't be happening to me, right? Like this is not what I planned. This is not what I ex- expected, right? So letting go is the act of letting go of that expectation, letting go of the way that things should have been or the things that should not have been, right? Letting go can also apply to the, and and so can acceptance, right? Like I'm talking about a traffic jam, right? But we can also talk about emotions and thoughts and, and physical sensations that might arise at any given point during the day. Right. So, for instance, you're in a meeting and and somebody in the meeting says something that that, you know, gets you, you know, makes you look bad in front of the rest of the meeting. Right. What do we want to do at that point? Right. We want to get angry. We want to get resentful. We want to, you know, give that person their comeuppance. Right. 
what is that going to do for us? Right? That's only getting us into the stress response. It's only getting us to a place of hyperarousal. I'm not saying that you, again, this is not about just letting people do whatever they want to do to you to hurt you. But if you get angry and you let your stress come into play, then you're likely to say something to that person that, again, is going to make a situation worse. Right. Whereas if you maintain your level of composure, your level of balance and equanimity, you can then be assertive with that person and you can discuss something in a way that is going to effectively change the 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 perform the the behavior or the performance in the future. Right. And again, it becomes about accepting the fact that they said what they said and letting go of the of the emotions that are that are, uh, you know, churning within us based on this, you know, just let it go. Just let it go. And now once that's gone, now you're just left with this situation where, hey, you know, I really, uh, you know, the, the, I felt very uh, uh, triggered and offended by that thing that you said in the meeting earlier. Is there, could we talk about this so that we can come to an understanding? Because, you know, I'm sure you didn't realize how you made me feel, but if you did, I'm sure you wouldn't want that because, you know, we, we work together, right? Like something like that, right? Like what, you know, instead of just sitting there stewing and being like, oh, this person, I can't wait to send this nasty email to this person and and tell everybody else what a jerk they are <laughs> right and that's what acceptance and compassion is it's acceptance and letting go is all about right um i'm reminded now as i'm talking about a uh, uh eckhart eckhart tolle uh has a has a great saying about this i, I don't remember where i read this or saw this in uh, one of his books or videos or something but he says that uh you know a duck right if you see a couple of ducks floating around on a pond right and one duck gets a little close to to the other duck right the the duck who you know the other duck will will flap its wings and squawk and and you know let the other let the first duck know that it's it's getting too close close right and then the, the other duck will will swim away and the, the second duck will swim their way and everything will be over right and that's it that's the end of it right but as human beings what we do is you know we'd be sitting there saying all day we'd be sitting there saying that darn duck you know swimming so close to me i he probably does that all the time i ought to really give him a piece of my mind again i i can't wait to tell all my friends about what a jerk this duck was and and i gotta look for that duck tomorrow and tell him what a jerk he is and <laughs> all this stuff right i mean of course i'm paraphrasing eckhart tolle doesn't use the same words that i do but but the idea is the same right the idea is that as human beings we have this sense that we have to you know we have to somehow you know exact some kind of revenge or make some kind of change based on our own emotions. But my friends, it just doesn't work like that. And it never has and it never will, right? In fact, when we do that as people, right, when we have this this sense of, of like, oh, I'm so angry that that person said that thing in the meeting today. I'm just going to sit here and stew about them all day long in the, th you know, the, 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 you know, the, the anger, the, the idea is that the anger somehow is going to impact that person in some way. But the reality is that in that moment, that person's probably sitting out having a couple of uh, drinks with a friend and not even thinking about you <laughs> and not thinking about your emotions and not thinking about the thing that happened earlier or anything like that. So the idea is that they're living their life in happiness, relative happiness, and you're not, right? And again, that's where your well-being and your happiness 
is within your control. Because if you can just accept that this person said something nasty and that you will ultimately, it won't, you know, a couple of weeks from now, you won't even remember it, right? It's not that big a deal, right? And you can, and you can let go of the emotions, that, that feeling of anger that you want to just, ooh, somehow give them their comeuppance, right? When we can accept and let go, then what are we left with? We're left with the conditions for our own happiness, and the conditions of our own well-being, right? But by not accepting and not letting go, what are we left with? We're left with creating our own unhappiness and and, uh, sabotaging our own well-being. And so that's how this all works, folks. And that's what I mean, that it's about us. It's not about what the other person says in the meeting. It's not about the traffic jam. It's not about the duck on the pond. (laughs) It's about us, right? That we are in control of all of this, right? I'm not in control of what the person says in the meeting. I'm not in control of the, of the traffic jam, but I'm in control of how I allow that to impact me. I'm in control of how I choose to respond to it. And, and there might be days where, you know, blowing up in the meeting is appropriate. Like maybe that is the best course of action to put that person in their spot in front of a room full of people for whatever reason. Maybe that is what needs to happen. But again, it doesn't have to be in a way that is filled with anger and strife and, and the kind of thing that is going to decrease your well-being. I love this part of this conversation. I mean, this is like my favorite thing is, you know, because this is something that for me was really, really hard to do in my life, was really, really hard to get that concept of, of accepting and letting go. But it is so huge. Again, it's no no bigger or smaller than the presence or the curiosity or the compassion, but all of these things are so absolutely invaluable for, for creating our own well-being and happiness. Okay. So now before I mentioned earlier that, that if you would like to understand, if you would like to, you know, look, (laughs) there's lots of ways in which I, I tell you everything you need right here. Right. I do. Right. If, if, if someone were to listen to this podcast every single day and do the practices that I bring up from time to time and, and really just live in this way, you can do it. Right. But it's not that easy for most people, right? It wasn't that easy for me. I mean, I had to make some major changes in my life to to make room for this, right? And for a lot of people, as I said earlier, you know, there's things you can't get out of a book, right? Like a, you know, like when when people come into my coaching program and they say they say, well, you know, I don't have any time to do this meditation. Well, a book isn't going to tell you how to get around that. A coach is. And I am the coach that will. And I am the coach that has done that for many, many people over the last few years. And I would love to do that for you. So if you're interested in getting into a conversation about that, all you got to do is head over to my website, artburnscoaching.com. Go down to the at the bottom of every single page on my website. There's like six different pages. I, my wife and I designed it ourselves. Um, she did the better parts. The, the parts that look better are the ones that she did. <laughs> but but on, on the bottom of every single page, there is a banner that has a clock on it. You click the button in that banner, okay, and you're going to go right into my calendar. In my calendar, you're going to see there's going to be some numbers that are like grayed out and some numbers that are full black. The full black, I think it's black and gray, but whatever it is, there, there's some that show that I'm available during those times and there's some that show that I'm not available for those times. So guess what? You just pick one of those times that you're available, that I'm also available, 
click on that. You answer just a, put in a couple of pieces of information like your email, your phone number, you know, very simple stuff. Nothing, nothing complicated. Hit save and we're set. And then from that moment on, I got it. All right. I do the rest of the work. All you have to do is show up for the call and leave the rest to me. So I would love for that to happen. And what happens during that call is that is a 45 minute coaching session. Okay, in which we are going to talk about you and how these concepts are either, you know, very, you know, accessible to you or very hard for you. We're going to talk about the things in your life that are that are, you know, kind of, you know, creating the the issues that you're feeling that that you somehow know that you you should be happier and you should be more uh, uh, fulfilled in your life. You should be less angry. You should be less stressed. You should be less anxious, whatever it is. Right. We're going to talk about that and we're going to get to the bottom of it very, very quickly within a 45-minute session. And I'm going to show you how the practices that, you, that I'm going to teach you how to do and coach you through are going to change everything for you, just like it's changed for me and just like it's changed for all of the clients who I talk about during these calls. So if you're interested in that, if that resonates with you even a little bit, it's a free opportunity for you, okay? So there's really nothing, no reason to hold back, no reason not to do it, okay? I have lots of people who send me emails that say, you know, that one call that we had, they didn't even wind up working with me, but that one call we had, you know, I made this change in my life and I can't thank you enough because it's changed everything for me, right? And these are the people who haven't even worked with me. So just imagine what the people who have worked with me are saying. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thank you very much for listening. I wish you well. I'll be back again tomorrow to talk about presence, and I can't wait for that. All right. I'll see you then, and I'll, uh, I'll, I shouldn't say I can't wait for it because that's not a very present <laughs> concept. I just caught myself on that. Sometimes we talk faster than we think. Um, I'm very excited about that. I can wait because I'm here in this present moment, not in the moment tomorrow when I'm going to be recording that video. So anyway, thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I wish you all well, and I'll be back again tomorrow. Take care.